0: I found you could dance and still look tough anyway. Billy Joel, talking about something that matters so much. And I'll tell you, if you want to get into what it is to really be macho or just be happy, you're going to love this guest. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris Cuomo. Thank you so much for being on the Chris Cuomo Project podcast. Derek Huff We all love to watch his handsome self on Dancing with the Stars, but he's done so much more than just entertain with what he can do. He's let us know what's possible for us to do. I don't know about you, but I grew up where it was like, oh, we don't wanna dance and guys don't dance. We watch the girls dance. Ugh, terrible thinking. So much about insecurity. And that show and this young man have done so much to make us realize you gotta dance. You gotta feel good. And the idea that it's not athletic, that it's not hard, poof, ask Emmett Smith, ask any of those NFL guys or other athletes who go on there and just get destroyed by how difficult it is. So I wanted to have Derek Huff come in here and talk about, first of all, just how hard it has been in terms of the commitment, the physical grind, the mental grind, the emotional grind for so many years of his life, what it took for him to be the Derek Huff that we know. I wanted to talk to him about the loss of Len Goodman and what that means and what will be missed. And about his new tour and this nonsense about in his impending nuptials, he's saying may not have a first dance. Crazy talk, Derek Huff. Support for the Chris Cuomo project comes from prize picks. Prize picks, man. If you like DFS, this is the way to go. America's number one fantasy sports app. Three million members. Why? Easy, exciting, plenty of action. Makes watching the sports, makes watching the players more fun. You just pick more or less on two or more player stats. And if you're any good winnings roll in and now you can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn a hundred into ten thousand you can turn ten bucks into a thousand basketball hockey college you know all the different entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app You ready to get started with prize picks? Download the app today. Use code CCP. You'll get a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, download the app today. Use the code CCP. You'll get a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Done With Debt. Let me tell you, we're all dealing with it, especially in American culture, right? Because we're so credit sensitive. We have so much available credit. People take advantage of it. Often it takes advantage of them. High interest credit cards are real. Loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. Inflation keeps just taking away what you can pay, keeps you stuck in almost a paycheck to paycheck existence. Done with debt can be a lifeline. Done with debt has this ingenious new system that gives you a way to deal with debt faster and easier than you probably thought possible. See, Done With Debt analyzes all the debt options that you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills, cut interest rates, they have a skilled staff of negotiators that know how to get debt out of your life, ready? Permanently. Done With Debt has a bunch of experts. They've been doing this and they know the best strategies to reduce and remove debt from your life. But you gotta hurry, because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Here's how easy they'll make it. If you go to donewithdebt.com, that's donewithdebt.com, right? D-O-N-E-W-I-T-H-D-E-B-T.com, you can find the answers to your debt problems. It is always tough here on the Chris Cuomo project for me to have to have another male on who's obviously better looking and superior to me in every measurable way. But that's where we find ourselves with Derek Huff. I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for the entertainment, for the enjoyment and for the aspiration that maybe just maybe a white guy can have style.
1: <laughs> well, man, but thank you so much for having me and, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope to be um, that, that guy.
0: You got two generations now that have really come up rooting for you, watching you, being inspired by you, wanting to do what you can do. What has that meant for you in your life?
1: It's been amazing to see this um, sort of transformation of, at least far, as far as dance goes, because Me growing up originally, dance certainly wasn't cool, you know, where I came from, you know, as far as for a guy, you know, for a guy to dance. You know, I was bullied severely at school, um, you know, beaten up and and called all sorts of different types of things, you know, hogtied, left in a field, hung up in a tree by my feet, you know, for hours. um, Like really cruel, terrible things because I danced. And um, it's been so heartwarming and amazing to see that just in this past 15 years or so um, just the understanding, the appreciation of this sort of artistic, you know, athletic art form that is, uh, that is dance. You know, it's funny, you know, going to like a sporting event, you know, 15 years ago, I'd, I'd go to a football game and they, you know, I say pasta doble. And they're like, what is that? You just swear at me, you know? And, and now it's like, go to a basketball game like yo Derek that Cuban break that that New Yorker section I love that shot shot. it was amazing you know and they holding the beer and the thing and I'm like it just warms my heart because to see that just understanding and love of, of an appreciation of dance uh evolve so much it's not become such, such a small niche thing it's become so much more you know broad um it's it's meant a lot to me and, and more than people even probably even know because of certain things I've experienced in my life. Um, um it just, it just, and now I, now this sort of avenue and this sort of, uh, lane now for, you know, dance, you know, male dancers or any dancer who wants to, uh, use this as a, go in this as, as a career. It, um, it's, it's just, it makes me so happy, man. It really does. So then and now, why did you keep doing it? when
0: you were getting smacked around and it wasn't cool and it was actually a problem for you? What kept you going?
1: I think what kept me going was having, um, good mentors. I think that was in, in, crucial. It was so important. You know, I had this really great teacher. His, his name was, uh, Rick Robinson. And, um, he just, uh, he made dancing cool, you know, and he, he didn't just teach us dance. He was also very much about like life, you know, it was always about like what kind of man you want to be, what kind of person you need to be and how you treat others. And, and it introduced us to you know the competitive world. So you know competing in dance, you got that bug for you know competition, and you got that bug for ooh, I want to get better, or I want to be better, or, I want to strive for this. And just having that sort of clarity of a, of a destination, that clarity of of progress, it, it, and you get addicted to that, you know. And I think I got I got addicted to the to progress and the idea of improvement and. Because they were so frequent, it was every week, and there was a competition. They were like short goals, short-term goals that eventually turned into long-term goals. And so, even though I was getting, you know, tormented, at, you know, in like a public school, I would go to my sort of uh, my refuge, you know, a, a dance studio, and I would just have this amazing experience. And so, for me, I just kind of chased that feeling. Until eventually, uh, I had the opportunity to move to London when I was 12 years old by myself to move with my coaches, and and uh, was fortunate enough to go to a school where you were celebrated. You know, I mean, for for the arts, you know, and for they're like, hey, this is awesome. Like, you think this is cool that I'm doing this? Like, yeah. Like, that's so different than what I'm used to. (laughs) This is this is great. I think that you've
0: also gotten a huge boost. Look, this is only in the world of the male stereotype, Uh, because obviously we've appreciated dance as a form for so long, certainly on the female side, but on the male side, the show, including athletes and males that were kind of prized for their persona at a minimum for being macho and their respect for it, you know, whether it was Jerry Rice or Emmett Smith or whoever it was, but a guy who you weren't going to look at and say, you know, oh, he's not manly and them saying how hard it was and how taxing it was and how much they wanted to be good at it. Do you think that helped kind of change the typical ignorant male uh, view on it?
1: Without a doubt. Honestly, I think that, um, having those athletes, you know, on the show affirmed the athleticism that it is to be a dancer. I think that, um, you know, it's interesting. They they did this. Uh, you know, they had this, that sports science show. You know, back back when, and um, they did that with dancers. And they literally showed like, you know, a ballet dancer has more vertical than any basketball player. You know, um, the, the 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 torque and their torque and their in their turns, like all these the athleticism is so beyond um, certain types of athletes. You know, it, it, it was this sort of like understanding, like, wait, hold on, this isn't just like an art form. These are athletes and having those, you know, sp- sports athletes that we all admire and love for, you know, football or basketball or baseball or whatever it might be to have them say, like, guys, this is doing a rumba is hard. <laughs> this is exhausting. This is so difficult. I just won a Super Bowl championship and this cha-cha is, is kicking my butt physically. Um, that was incredibly, incredibly um, helpful in the uh Sort of the, the, the stereotype around certain people, and, and that's, that's not a blanket statement for everybody because, you know, everybody has some things. But certainly for the ones who felt like dance was a certain thing, um, that definitely opened their eyes to dance being so much more um, than what they might have thought it was. So
0: there was athletically and culturally, okay? So uh, for me, uh, there'll be somewhat of a relatable set of circumstances for a lot of the audience for the project. Because I'm older than you, brother. A lot. You're mm-hmm. still young. You don't even get called old. You get called young. Glenn Allen Sims is a legendary big shot for the Alvin Ailey Theater. I do the workout that they do every year—40-minute warm-up they do before they start, which is, you know, of course, familiar to you. First of all, I meet this guy. He looks like an NFL safety. The Alvin Ailey dancers, uh, black theater, obviously it's oriented around the male uh, figure, which is, you know, uh, total anathema to dance traditionally, but big, strong athletic guys. The workout killed me, working on all the muscle attachments because that's why you don't get injured. And dance is so dynamic that you get injured so easy. And I was blown away by the athleticism. But more impressive to me because, you know, I I get that things can be hard, uh, you know, like gymnastics. You know, guys will look at them and they'll say, oh, well, you know, gymnastics, it's not like football. Yeah, they're twice as strong pound for pound. They're way right. more durable and they're doing right. things that are way crazier um, than even football. But for me, it was Saturday Night Fever. The Derek yeah. Huff for me was John Travolta. Now, I was a little too young, but I watched a generation of ethnic males in Queens where I grew up including my brother, who would go on to be a (laughs) three-term governor almost. Yeah. (laughs) I watched him overnight, Derek, overnight go from a guy who believed that if you didn't have your hand balled into a fist in a fight, that you weren't like a guy, macho Italian. They were getting the outfits, the shoes, and disco was all about, hey, this idea that, oh, I don't dance, I'm a man. That was a cowboy mentality for us. And of course, line dancing and step dancing, you know, uh, took that out. But for us, it was, oh, no, you got to dance. You don't stand on the side. No, I'm a man. Let the girls go dance. You dance. So I grew up dancing. I will fight to the end of the day (laughs) that I can dance. And every woman in my life and most of the men will say, no, he cannot dance. I'm telling you, I think I, I can dance and I, I will dance I at any time and any way that I can. I battle all my kids. I believe I've won every competition and I <laughs> dance all the time and it doesn't matter how they asked me to get off. But it was because I grew up seeing the stereotype flip and it was not uh, effeminate to dance. It was weak to not dance. Oh, you're just nervous. You're just scared because you suck at it. And it was one more thing to be good at. And I wonder if you feel an appreciation for your giving that to culture, you know, outside of an ethnic pocket, because you really have. Nobody looks at you and says, oh, I don't want to be like him because, well, because what? He's too good looking. He's too talented. (laughs) What, you know, have you
1: felt that change? Well, you know what, for me, it's also interesting too, because I think that when people say like, oh, I don't dance, I'm like, well, when did you decide that? Because we (laughs) all danced. We all did. You know, you look at a baby before they walk or crawl, you put music on, they're you know, we're bobbing our heads, moving. <laughs> like, nobody taught them how to do that. Nobody showed them that. That's that's in us. That's in our, that's a primal. Um, and if you look at, like, cultures way, way back when, like, there's two things that brought cultures together. It was food and dance. Literally, like, that. those were the two things that really bonded, um, you know, like, but cultures back in the day. And so... It's it's in us. There was just a moment when like we stopped, right? Because you look at kids, they're running around, they're shaking their butts and moving around. And then something happened where we're like, don't do that. We're either told not to do that or we get embarrassed or something. And then we shut that part of ourselves off. And the one thing that I love to do is to sort of ignite that part of us that has been forgotten. You know, when I'm working with somebody on dance with the Stars or if it was just even a fan who was like, oh, I don't dance. I'm like, well, let's, let's, let's see if that's true or not, you know, and – and to see that moment click or that reconnection to that part of themselves they've forgotten about or that part that they haven't really felt before, that moment is so exciting to see and to witness. That That's also the thing, the fuel that fuels me as well, is to see that moment where they go, wait, I didn't realize this was possible. You know, I, I use a story with Amy Purdy. You know, she's a Paralympian. She had two prosthetic legs and I, you know, was working with her and we had to get these, you know certain feet for her um that like pointed there was sw- they were for swimming um and she's balancing on these feet and we're doing this Argentine tango and she's hitting my shins with these carbon fiber prosthetics which doesn't feel good <laughs> but um but we're having this dance and she's sitting on a stool and she just starts to cry and I'm like I'm like whoa did I say something wrong what's going on and she said no, this is the first time I felt feminine since I lost my legs. And the first time I felt connected to this part of me that I haven't felt in a long time. And and it's those moments that when I'm, when I'm able to be a part of that, for me, mean more to me than any accolade, any Emmy award or anything like that. It's the moments like that where I'm able to help somebody discover a part of themselves or reconnect with something. That's for me, is what it's all about. I love it.
0: Three-time Emmy winner, by the way. Uh, six-time champ on the show. Uh, but it is those moments when you are harnessing the power of one of our last and most impressive nonverbal forms of communication. Uh, that's so great. Yes. And and I believe we need it right now. We need things that just transcend tribalism and disagreeing for disagreement's sake and where we can just all enjoy it. And that's why I loved hearing and coordinating you coming on uh, with the announcement that you're going on tour. And I yes. love this. I love the timing of it. I know the entertainment industry, although the writer strike would probably help you because people will be looking to promote uh, things that, you know, they don't have to worry about uh, writing. So tell me why you decided to do this, because it's not like your life wasn't busy enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to achieve with it? And, and, and what's the sell on the tour?
1: Well, um, yeah, this is a long time coming. I haven't been on tour in four years. um, And it seems like a lifetime. So I'm so excited because I love touring. I love going to people's cities, seeing them face to face um, and really interacting with them. Um, But also, you know, I'm calling the tour Symphony of Dance. And people are like, well, is there going to be a symphony? And and part of that is because part of the messaging of this whole tour, the, the whole idea of this is, you know, we all play our instruments individually, right, in life. We all have our gifts. We all have our talents. We're all, you know, beautiful individuals. But when we come together, you know, as a symphony, basically, and we collaborate and we unite, it's we create these masterpieces. And that's what this is all about, you know, and that's what the show is about, too, is bringing choreographers and and different types of music, every genre of music you could think of, you know, um, from big band to Latin to ballroom to, you know, to tangos, to salsas, every different type of music, rock and roll, Um and uh, having that live band, the live dancers, uh, but that collaboration, that symphony of of, of dance, essentially is what i what I want to create. Um, and uh, it's just incredibly exciting, you know. It, it's it's one of those elements for me, and what I do is it's not just about performing; it's really about connecting with people. It really, truly is. And that relationship between an audience and the performer on stage, that instant like interaction is unlike anything. I've ever felt, you know, and, and most performers have felt. But it's also those meet and greets, you know, when I meet people, you know, and, and before the show, um, I go above and beyond, you know, most, be, to be honest with you, because I just genuinely love those experiences of connecting with people and talking with them in the Q&As. And um, for me, that's what it's all about. But the fuel that drives me, you know, when people say, you're doing 56 cities, and you're doing Dancing with the Stars at the same time how are you going to do that how are you going to have the energy like are you crazy and for me the 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 unlimited fuel comes from my intention of service my intention of how am i going to how am i going to serve this audience tonight how am i going to serve this person here tonight how am i going to serve because you know if i go out for myself that's it's it's a very sort of short lived fuel but if i'm going out there to serve these people in this this amazing audience um, that's endless. Um, and so I'm, I'm incredibly excited about it. My beautiful fiance is going to be on tour with me as well. And so, so that the hard part about tour is being away from your loved ones. But if your loved one's with you, it's like, all right, we just, we took the hard part out. So we're, that's uh, a
0: blessing. That is a real blessing because it's the being away. It's disrupting uh, on two sides. You're avoiding two problems. One is going away. The second one is coming back. Because when you come back, you know, not that you're a veteran, but when you come back to a dynamic that's been in place in your absence, it usually is not going to meet energetically or just practically what you're used to. You don't fit into it and it doesn't really fit into you. And it's adjustment every time. People in my business, you know, I've been doing this a long time. That is uh, a very big thing. So you're doing this very smart, but you're also fortunate in that uh, she's with you in it and that makes for a great partner. So good for you. Now, I also want to give you a chance to express. Uh, the hard news. I know uh, Len Goodman was not just a colleague and not just a uh, prominent figure in the dance world that you knew. I want you to help the audience understand what did we lose with the loss of Len Goodman uh, for all of us, and then personally to you because I know how much he meant to you.
1: Well, I I feel like uh, I mean it's it's still it's still a shock. Honestly, it's it's even I haven't fully fully processed it um, to the extent that I. Uh, I know I'm going to feel, um, even more and more each day. Um, but you know, we, we lost just an absolute icon. He really, truly is. He's an absolute legend. Um, at least the TV world and also in the ballroom world before dancing with the stars, I knew Len when I was 12 years old, you know, when I lived in London, I remember seeing him, you know, emceeing this, this little dance event that we did. And, he always just had that humor. He had that gift of the gab, if you will. And he was just so charming and so supportive always. Even I remember that when I was 12 years old. And then to have the opportunity and the gift to work alongside him for almost 16 years on a TV show, um, it, I just feel so fortunate. And then even just last season, which was his last season, and he you know, said he was stepping away, um, you know – I'm recalling those little intimate moments, those private moments we share together and, you know, just talking and just catching up or, you know, the last day I walked into my trailer and there was this giant picture frame with Len's face on it. And he goes, he goes, I don't know, this was in my dressing room and I I wanted to give it to you, Derek. And he wrote this beautiful handwritten message on there. Also an inappropriate and funny, hilarious joke, which is also who he is and, I'm just so thankful that um I was able to work so closely alongside him. And um, and especially last season, where I really had this feeling like this might be one of the last times I might even see him. And I don't know what that was coming from. I knew he was unwell. I didn't we none of us knew what the extent was. But I, I really do remember last season being very conscious about really being present with him every time I was with him and really savoring each moment with him and being grateful in that moment. And I'm just so thankful that there was that, um, that sort of send off for that goodbye. And it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't even still feel real to be honest with you. It, it, it when you think about it, you're like, wait a minute, like he's still here, you know, um, um, but he's irreplaceable. He's just, uh, Yeah, it's really, it's really sad to think about. It really is. And, and, um, just a lot of tears have been shed with friends and colleagues, um, because he was just so, just so kind. And even when I go on tours and I see people like the first thing they ask is like, Hey, is Len, is Len really like that in person? Like, how is Len? Like Len is everybody's just absolute favorite because he's such just a, a, a beautiful man. And, um, and I just, again, I just count myself very, very lucky to be, uh, to call him my friend and to be, work so closely alongside him. And yeah, we lost a legend without a doubt. Support for the Chris Cuomo project comes from
0: AG1. Man, oh man, if you are a listener, you know how I feel about Athletic Greens, okay? AG1 has been a go to for me for years. Why? It's easier, it's price effective, and it's better. Instead of all the different bottles and how many pills and at what time and in what combinations, they did all the research so I could have complete confidence in my routine. One and done, man. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs. Gut optimization, stress management, immune support. So for me... I really combined all of these different needs into one one, which became AG1, right? Every scoop, probiotics, the digestive enzymes for gut support, magnesium, which is big for me, B vitamins, energy support, adaptogens, they're all in there in the right levels, right combinations to help support immune health. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs every day. And that's why they've been a partner for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. If you try AG1, you're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2, and you're going to get five free AG1 travel packs. And that's just with the first purchase. So go to drinkag1.com CCP. drinkag1.com slash CCP. Check it out. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Delete Me. So, Delete Me is a necessary. Why? Reality, online boogeyman harassed, scam, identity theft, spam and robocalls out the wazoo. Man, I get hit with all of it. Some of it is done out of spite. I'm convinced people put me on lists and have tracking software put on me just to make my life more of a hassle. But here's the reality for everyone. Personal information is everywhere on the internet. You are an easy target. That's why I personally recommend Delete Me. Okay? What does it do? It removes any personal information that you don't want online and makes sure it stays off. Take control of your data. Keep your private life private. Sign up for Delete Me. Now at a special discount for my listeners. Today... You'll get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to me.com slash Cuomo. Use the promo code Cuomo at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindelete.me.com/ slash Cuomo and enter the code Cuomo at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash Cuomo. One of the things you learn or life, Forces you to learn. Um, you lose more people as you go on, not less. Right? That's just the the nature of things. And one of the best ways to cope, especially when they matter, like you, you don't have to search for like the, their significance. There'll be some people you'll lose in your life where you'll be like, you know, mm, let me let me let me think for a second about why I care about. this. Len's not one of them for you, and one of the coping. Uh, devices that I've, I've learned as having you know lost so many people at this point yeah. that what do you want to keep alive from him? What was he about or what did you see him do or know about him that you want to now make part of who you are and how you are for yourself and or for others?
1: Well, I think that, you know, his sense of humor and his, his, uh, his joy of um his really his joy of life but also his his love of dance as well you know his love of dance and his his love of of not just um not just of dance but also the the classic you know form of dance as well you know what I mean sort of the the uh not the old school but just the traditional elements The, of classical. the and I think yeah, classical. And so for me, I as much as I love to push the needle and, and explore and, and, you know, try new things, but I always loved paying sort of a, tri- a tribute to the legends, to the Gene Kellys, the Fred Stairs, the Nicholas Brothers. Like, I, you know, keeping that alive, keeping the history of dance alive, you know, moving forward in the future is, is important to me. And, and even more so now in Len's honor, you know, um, wanting to keep the history and the legacy of dance moving forward into the future um, as it evolves and as it changes, but never forgetting that. And um, so yeah, so for me, um, you know he's given us so much and he was always somebody who we, we always like seek approval from, you know everybody like, even if a, even a fan they're you know they're, they're like like how was it, Len? like was it good? like he just had that sort of presence and that sort of um, respect from all of us. And, um, and just, just, man, what a great guy.
0: Maybe you can find a way on the new tour to, uh, remember him or have something for him when you're doing it. Uh, I'm sure that would matter a lot.
1: I think without a doubt, I think not only for myself and for everyone on stage, but I think, I think also for the audience, you know, um, who have watched him for years. That's one thing I love about Dancing with the Stars as well is that, you know, when we meet people, um, they, I hear stories all the time where they say, like, you know what, I, I wasn't even that close to my, with my mom, but the one thing we bond over is watching the show. Yep. And and our favorite is Len Goodman, and we just we we talk about him all the time, and um, and so it's a it's a beautiful thing that people connect with as families, and I think that to honor him during the show is uh, feels not only right but appropriate, you know. And I, I'm looking forward to that.
0: I think it'll it'll be uh, it'll be good of you to do, and good for you to do also Um, an easy one. What is this nonsense? I hear that when you get married, there's going to be no first dance. This is what you both (laughs) do. What do you mean? There's going to be, I, everybody does a first dance. Why don't you have to do it?
1: So I think the idea of, of, I think the idea of us doing a, uh, a first performance, right? I think that's the thing. I want to make sure that's a first dance where we're like, we're dancing, but we're, we're, we're present. We're connected. It's about us. Um, But we're not going to perform, you know what I mean? We're not going to do like a full dance. Uh, th- that's, that's what I'm trying to say. There might be later on. Later on in the night, we might have some sort of, you know, moment. But I think for that first moment, I really just want to just savor that, be present with her. And um, and just enjoy that moment.
0: Yeah, but that's all you have to do. That's what. Just pretend you're the rest of us for a second, and not these people on YouTube where they're coming out ten strong and doing these no. choreographed things so that you know that they can sell some uh, ad. Um, but the rest of us, you just grab onto her the way you will for the rest of your life, um, because you know you'll be shocked at how much you need another person to make it through what comes your way, good and bad. Yeah, and you just kind of start talking to each other about that it actually happened and pretending yeah. that uh, not everybody else is watching you because that's kind of weird, whether you're a performer or not. And that's it. Yeah. And you'll get through it. That's all you got to do. Nobody yeah. expects anything else. You just yeah. waddle back and forth like the rest of yeah. those fat guys.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, that's honestly what I wanted to do. I think uh, I do have a, you know, the, the, the producer <laughs> being a part of me, I have some uh, ideas about how that might play out, you know, like uh how, you know, might be just us in the, in the, in this space alone. And then people sort of trickle in as we're, de- I don't know. I have some ideas. About it.
0: <laughs> well, if you need any, I can give, you know, I'm known as a master when it comes to hand dancing, you know, some oh. of the ones that really I started, I mean, you'll hear them by other names, but you know, the lawnmower, <laughs> the sprinkler, yes. you yes. know, a lot of those things, you know, that was me really uh, back the, in the day. Those are all
1: the classics and those never yeah. go out of style. By yeah. the and way, And
0: you, you talk to the originals, the OGs as I call them, you know? Yeah. And they'll know. They'll be like, oh, that was Cuomo. Yeah. the the you know. <laughs> so if you need any advice. Um, now, here's what I want to talk to you about. Yes, you look at Derek. He's in good shape. Obviously, you can't do what he does, not care about your body, your fitness, your wellness. Okay, we get that. But how you got to where you are, I don't think people understand with dance, although they should, the way they do with sport, how hard it is to get to where you are and what it required. Your sister and you, uh, and it was helpful, I'm sure, to have a sibling around, but she's a few years younger than you, left home, moved overseas. That alone would be more than most of us could deal with. I uh, had older siblings, had had parents, left it. I want you to discuss with people the struggle Mm. of how much went into this at so young an age to be what now looks so natural and easy?
1: Well, you know, I always say, like, you know, dancers are really unique in the sense that um for the amount of work and literal sweat and blood and broken bones and bruises and all the things that go into it, for the reward, which financially is zero, <laughs> like, really, I, it's... It's very it's, it's it's a very hard career. Um, it's it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. I will get granted um, in the past, you know, um, couple of decades. But you really get into it because you love it, right? Because you're passionate about it. Because you have you become obsessed with it almost. But just to give an idea of sort of what a typical um, you know week looked like for me growing up at you know, 13 years old. You know, um, it took an hour to get to school by train every single day. I have school from, you know, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., get an hour back, you know, by train back home, have a quick bite, and then I go practice dance for three hours from about um eight o'clock to eleven o'clock at night. And intensely. And what I mean intensely, like you're you're, you're doing rap, like we're practicing on technique, the form, all the different nuance of the, you know, dance, but also the stamina, which is when we do rounds. Where we just do rounds just for stamina, and you're you know you're tasting blood, like you know you're 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 seeing spots, you know it's you're really pushing the limits. Um, then you get I go drive home, wake up at seven a.m. the next day, same all over again. School practice, school practice, and then Saturday, you know the day off is actually the day where we actually train the hardest, where we actually go we have lessons from like 10 a.m. to like 5 p.m. We have, you know, private lessons with different coaches and teaching, again, going over the, and the repetition, you know, the repetition is the mother of all skill. We're doing these same routines over and over and over and over again. The fundamentals, just like in sports, right? And you're practicing that just constantly, constantly to where it just becomes, you know, um, automatic and it's your muscle memory. It's in your body. And then Sundays, we would have competitions. Then we have to put all that work to test, and we basically had to throw it out there and say, "Well, we'll see if this worked out." And and for me, the physical part of it was actually it was difficult, but the, for me, it was the mental part. I wasn't a mental mentally strong automatically. You know, I I the nerves got the better of me. My I when I competed, I was I was terrible. I loved practicing. I was I was great at practicing, but when I when it came to actually show up for the day of competitions. I would fall apart. You know, I would forget everything. I, I, my nerves, like I, my legs were shaking. So I really had to do a lot of work and figuring out ways to, um, to build my, my mental strength, uh, to be a good competitor. Um, and that took many, many years of just, you know, trying different tricks and little like life hacks and how to manage my nerves and and figure it out. But, uh, but that would that, that that routine weekly would go on repeat for months and months and months until there was like the the grand prix or the i'm trying to do the equivalence the US Open right but of dance it's like the big the grand slams and the ramp ups to those competitions were so intense you know people from all over the world from Italy Russia Germany you know America Australia they all come in one place and in, it's so intense, it, it's, it can be overwhelming. And then you have to really focus in on like your training, your preparation. And that's when you really understand the importance of preparation, you know, because, um and of the practice and of the patience, of all those things.
0: Did you get to dance with the same person all the time? Was it your yes. sister? Or did you, you were, so it was always you and her or was it with somebody else?
1: No, it was with somebody else. Funnily enough, actually, when we were younger, my parents were like, uh, you should dance with your sister. And I was like, Absolutely not. You're defeating the whole purpose of why I started dancing in the first place was so I could dance with girls. <laughs> but, you know, and so I, I I absolutely refuse that. Um so yes, to answer your question. Would, we danced with the same partner and you became like this team, you know what I mean? You became a team. And um and I, I think I had about three or four partners, you know, I switched, you know, every you know, every couple of years. But uh but it was intense. It was intense work, very difficult, um, not just physically, but uh, but mentally.
0: Well, it's the only performance, you know, you said it's like sports, but you're not giving yourself the benefit of a huge and key distinction. As an aging athlete, and certainly as a fighter, you know, people will say, oh, I'll I'll see a fighter. I'll be like, oh, I like the way he or she, I like the way they're moving. They look good when they do that, you know, like a Tyson or something like that. And um, in football, sometimes we'll say, oh, look at the grace, you know, look at those fluid movements. But in everything else, you are allowed to show the suffering and the struggle of the rigor of the performance. It's okay to sweat and be messed up in any sporting event. And in fact, we respect it Um, to be exhausted Uh, for it to be an ugly win is not Mm. an oxymoron, but with what you do, Yes. Which is what is, you know, again, I love to dance, but holy cow, I do not feel good for people dancing with me if I've had a, you know, a couple of drinks and more than 15 (laughs) minutes have gone by on the dance floor because I am now more of a mop than a man. (laughs) And you have to look like you are not up against it. Even more than gymnastics, you know, ballet, the ice skating, you know, that yeah, they do it too, but we can see that they're breathing hard. You can't even breathe hard.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because the st- the stamina part of it for me was so difficult, and and I think that that those were deciding factors in competition where, you know, in the final, um, you know, you would have to go dance all these dances back to back to back to back, so it really becomes about the stamina. It almost almost like the technique. It almost about the all that element. It almost goes out the window a little bit that last round because you're so exhausted. It's really like who can just get through this and look. Like they're not gonna die, you know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, so, I love that you brought that up actually because it's so important. Because yes, you are again, you're tasting blood, like you're breathing heavily, you're 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 kind of going in and out of like consciousness almost. It feels like in some cases because you've been dancing since 9 a.m. in the morning, and now it's 1 a.m. Right? And now it's 1 a.m. for the finale, and and you're you're exhausted, you're done. <laughs> But you're pushing through, but you have to have a smile on your face and you have to make it look easy. And that is so difficult. It's so, such, it was such a challenge. So, yeah, that, that in and of itself was uh, probably, like you said, like a dis- deciding factor of a champion and somebody who, with a potential champion who, in practice, you're like, this, this, this guy, these guys are amazing. But on the day, if they don't have that energy, if they don't have that stamina, they don't have that, and then they don't do it with grace, then, um, you know, it it all kind of goes out the window. So I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because that is a a very distinct difference between certain sports and the sport of dance.
0: You can say, well, that's not, it's not fair, whatever. That's why we love it. Yeah. We love it. And one of the reasons for the success of the show is that all but the least sophisticated, emotionally or experientially, know that's hard. Not only would I have a hard time memorizing it, not only did I not know that, whether I could get my body to do those things. Yes. Uh, but I don't know that it would look good and I would be exhausted. And, you know, look, it all comes together and that's why you are who you are. And I just wanted people to have an appreciation for that, especially when, you know, doing the research that I could. You don't really have an off season.
1: Um, I...
0: I I mean, you can create uh, one for yourself. (laughs) But I'm saying technically it kind of
1: always goes, right? There's no dance season. You know, I, I think that, um... Well, that's the thing, too, as well. Just, just, There was Dance with the Stars, which is the show, right? Right. And, and the competitions that I've been tired of talking about now are about before the show. Right. In the actual competitive world of ball arm and line dancing, which is completely different. But, yeah, you, you, you can't really have, like, uh, an off-season, like, you know, for instance, if we look at other athletes and sports athletes, we're like, well, this wasn't their season. Next season, you know, you need to continue to build. However, I will say there was one where I um, – I remember I got dumped by my partner, right? She she dumped me. She was like, I'm going with this better guy. And I was devastated. I was like, oh my gosh. And I ended up dancing with this other girl and she got dumped by her partner. So we're basically the rejects, you know? Um, and we called ourselves that. We're like, we're the rejects, but we're going to go compete against this now star couple. And, and at that competition, we were dancing and I got kind of a little bit of this the sports mentality where the, the sort of the, the ethics of, barn competition kind of went up the window where I would like dance up next to them, you know, and I got a little bit like we were like kind of dancing like around them on the floor. And and um, but what happened? I ended up biting my tongue in half. Um I got elbowed in the face because you know they're spinning fast and their elbows are flying, just breezing crosses your across your nose and your faces constantly. But this time I just leaned in a little bit, the elbow swiped across my my mouth. I, I bit my tongue in half. It's dangling off my tongue. Literally like dangling. But I keep dancing. And the tongues bleed a lot, by the way. They yes, do. yes <laughs> so they my mouth, do. My mouth is filling up with blood as I'm breathing heavily. So I'm trying to catch a breath. But every time I open my mouth, it just comes out the side of my mouth, down my rhinestone outfit. <laughs> you know? And, and so that's the semifinal. So when it comes to the final, I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, I'm trying to ice my mouth and stuff. And and we get back out on the floor and, you know, it's still bleeding. So after every dance, I have to go off the floor and then spit out this pool of blood. But man, I tell you what, I've never danced better. I, I'll never forget that competition because I was in so much pain, but I loved it. I was like, I really felt like I was like out there fighting for something. And, you know, and you're dancing a samba. You know what I mean? But there was still that, like that, that, that sort of that, that drive in me that was uh, that kind of loved it in a way. Um, and we ended up winning, which is kind of. great. I don't know if they were just feeling bad because, like, man, he's just bleeding everywhere. <laughs> just give him the trophy. But um, but I did feel like it was a really special moment. And actually, funnily enough, if I look back at all the moments that like I won the world championships, you know, when I was 19 years old at the Czech Republic, and and I was supposed to be fifth. Like, that was kind of like where I was kind of ranked, like, oh, he's going to be fifth. And I tweaked my neck. I could not turn my neck to the left for the life of me. And, but I was like, but I think because I had that, I kind of was like, hey, you know, whatever. I'm going to do my best. And I think I took that pressure off me, and I, I ended up dancing so much better, and I ended up winning. We ended up winning the whole thing. And I actually look back even more, even on Dancing with the Stars, or on other competitions, you know, any competition shows or any kind of competition, if there's an injury, if there's like a little tweak, I'm like, this is good luck. This is great because uh, whenever there's something going on, I'm like, usually it's a good sign for what's to come. And I think part of that is it almost takes the pressure off a little bit. Um, but uh, but yeah, anyways, went up on tangent there. But yeah, lots of, lots of, when we say blood, sweat, and tears, I literally mean blood, blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs>
0: Literally and figuratively, you've done it. Well, listen, I have to say, you've accomplished so much in a young life. you got a following that you deserve. You make people happy. You give us a reason to take a break from everything that's driving us crazy uh, these sure. days. And I love it. And my family loves it. And I'm happy for your success. you got a long way to go. I can't wait to see What comes next? And I can't wait for someone to leak the video of you with your first dance at your wedding and say, I knew he was going to do something fancy because at (laughs) some point something will happen. But Derek Hough, it is a true pleasure as a performer, an athlete, an artist, and a doer. I respect the grind and I respect your success and you got a big fan of me.
1: Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you so much, man. Thank you for having me.
0: Really interesting guy. And what interesting insights into what goes into what he does and why he does it. Thank you for subscribing and following here at the Chris Cuomo Project. Don't forget the free agent merch. Wear your independence. It's the only solution to this toxic two-party system. You got to get away from the parties. Be a free agent. Wear it and be proud about it. And thank you for the interest in the project. Don't forget News Nation, 8 and 11 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for giving it a try, and I'll see you soon.